0: You're listening to the Wellness Warrior Podcast. This podcast is for those of you who want to improve your mindset, radically transform your health, and get back more time to pursue what matters most to you. So listen up, this podcast is pretty new, it's just getting started, but here's what I've got on the plate for the coming months. I wanna interview some of the most successful individuals, professionals, doctors, and even just normal everyday people who are sharing the message of hope, health, and wholeness. They're going to be integrating their own holistic health principles in their own life, which means we're going to be talking about organic food, essential oils, sustainability, regenerative farming, clean food, plant medicines, all of this great stuff. And on top of that, I'm going to be sharing health tips, personal growth tips, workout tips, motivation, inspiration, and how to do all this in college nonetheless. So you're going to walk away with actionable steps that are going to help you solve your problems. So if any of this sounds interesting to you, you're going to want to listen to this podcast right now. Let's get started with today's episode. In today's program, we get to hear from leading health expert and chiropractor, Dr. Brandon Schreiner. I've known Brandon for almost two years now, and he is just a literal beacon of health, sharing the truth and helping to heal the thousands of patients who come in with anything from back pain to cancer to autoimmune disease, depression, you name it. We're going to dive deep into his story, the core of chiropractic, building a strong mind and body, staying disciplined, and you'll get tons of other nuggets of actionable advice that you can start to follow right now. While you're listening, if anything sticks out to you or sparks your curiosity, take a screenshot and share what you learned on social media and tag me at jacob underscore Keneally. Let's get this life-changing information out there. Without further ado, episode 8 with Dr. Brandon Schreiner. So, Dr. Brandon, before we get into the juicy stuff, I like to ask all my guests, how do you define optimal health?
1: Optimal health, its a good question. So health, uh, according to the World Health Organization, which I'm not really exactly sure if we want to trust that anymore, uh, is a complete state of mental, physical, social well-being, and not just merely the absence of disease or infirmity. So basically what that means is that just because you don't have a symptom, Uh, or just because you feel good and you look good doesn't necessarily mean you're healthy. The the prime definition of health would be somebody who heals well, somebody who adapts well. Um, Healthy individuals are going to be exposed to viruses, bacteria. We're going to have the sniffles every once in a while, but that's just the point of adapting. Um, And so my my optimal definition of health would be somebody who heals and functions and adapts uh, to their environment very well. The person who will get sick and who will get cancer and heart disease and diabetes, we're exposed to the same environmental toxins, we're exposed to the same things. Our genes haven't changed in three thousand years. Um, however our adaptation uh, has changed because of our internal physiological environment. So
0: yeah that's perfect. Very good stuff. Um so I just want to dive right in and hear about your story now. So for those listening Dr. Brandon is the lead chiropractor, lead doctor at Revive Chiropractic here in Ohio. But I think I've heard you mention when you were younger, you actually didn't buy into the whole chiropractor thing. Yeah. Um, And that's really interesting to hear because chiropractic is the center of what you're doing now. And you have this incredible mission to share the truth about health and healing, and you're transforming the lives of tons and tons of people. You changed my life. You changed my mother's life, and not just through chiropractic, but more of just your healing presence and you Mm. kind of take on this like mentorship role um just guiding everyone around you to live with uh health and purpose and it's really just amazing and inspiring what you're doing now so i'm wondering if you can just share your story Mm. and what led you down this, this path and what are you doing
1: now well first off i appreciate the kind words uh my love language is words of affirmation so i feel really uh awesome right now so thank you um Yeah, you know, my my story, you know, I think great um, missions and, and, um, you know, successful stories start out because of some type of a a hardship or or something bad happened. And, you know, I tell people all the time, chiropractic uh, chose me. I didn't choose chiropractic. Um, I was, I grew up in a family where um, I was the typical, if you had an ear infection, if you had something going on, you went to the doctor. We trusted doctors, anybody with a white coat or a stethoscope and had an MD or a nurse you know, whatever we did what they asked us to do. And, um, you know, I wouldn't say, uh, my parents were like full blown, like on the medical thing, but I mean, it was, we played outside, we got dirty. We had all kinds of the, you know, the traditional ear infections and we had, you know, the chicken pox growing up and certain things like that. And I can remember my parents uh, giving me the, the bubble gum flavored medicine, the amoxicillin for my ear infections type of thing. But so it's a pretty typical medical family I have a lot of a lot of nurses and and, and e r physicians in my in my family so it was a very medical kind of outlook. I didn't grow up as a kind of a granola crunchy um you know we we took essential oils and got adjusted from the time I was born, even though I wish that was the case. but if that was the case, I might not be where I am today so um you know i I was a great uh athlete so i I wrestled for the Ohio Bobcats I got a full scholarship to wrestle there. And, um, and, 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 uh, I was four and a half percent body fat, one of the top collegiate wrestlers at that time, going to be an all American. Then I woke up one morning, I couldn't feel my hand. So earlier you asked me, what is health? Well, I was the prime definition of what you would think health would be like. I was four and a half percent body fat. I, you know, didn't look unhealthy. I wasn't overweight. Um, people would look at me and say, wow, he's a pretty healthy guy. You know, I, I ate pretty decent, uh, diet. I, I mean, probably healthier than 98% of my team, uh, or even college students at that time. Uh, you know, I would still go out and and do the college life, but I was always the one who stayed in and kind of got everything done and made sure my training was, and and I was still the person that woke up and I couldn't feel my hands. So I got cortisone shots in the front of my neck and, you know, medication, 800 milligrams of ibuprofen two or three times a day. And, uh, after the cortisone shots didn't really work, um, they ended up putting a titanium plate in my neck to infuse my spine together. So, I was miserable. Uh, I I felt great for about eight months because anytime you have a surgery or anything like that, you know, you feel great initially. And then when your body doesn't adapt well, um, which mine wasn't, I uh, got really sick. And so I had migraine headaches. I started getting depression. Um, I graduated exercise physiology, uh, strength conditioning coach, and I wanted to go into medicine uh, doing total hip and knee replacement. So I kept asking the question, you know, why am I sick? Why am I having these issues? And I kept getting the answer you should uh, just take this or do this or, you know, another kind of quick fix type of thing. And I tried chiropractic, uh, which is, you know, back to the question of I didn't really like chiropractic. You know, the chiropractic experience that I had, which I feel like a lot of chiropractors are people who experience chiropractic, unfortunately, is I always tell patients that about 7% to 8% of the world sees a chiropractor, uh, but only about 1% to 2% of the popula- chiropractic population does what, what I do. Um, and so I was in my experience with chiropractic was, that, you know, I went in and I got x-rays done, but nobody went over to the x-rays with me, uh, laid me down on the table, um, adjusted every single bone in my body, but didn't educate me as to why. Uh, and when I woke up the next day, I actually felt worse. Um, but now that I know what I know now, I mean, that was a good thing, but I didn't know what it was. So I hated chiropractic. I, You know, the guy basically told me like, hey, come back in whenever you feel like you need to be adjusted again. And it was I wasn't being led. I was just... It's almost like in medicine. It's like, well, how do you feel? Um, what are your symptoms? Okay, well, here, take this, and I'll cover up your symptom. There wasn't any kind of leading in that or mentorship. And so I um, hated chiropractic, and I, I I dropped out of kind of all medicine at that point in time. I was very frustrated. And uh, I started training professional athletes and, you know, soccer moms. And I, uh, a chiropractor came up to me in the gym one day, and he's like, hey, you should uh, come into my office and get an x-ray. And I was like, who are you? You know, I had a... Pretty big ego, you know. I was really angry. Um, uh, even now, sometimes I, I kind of feel like Jesus in the temple, like I want to just kind of flip over some tables sometimes because I get really frustrated with the current state of which we're in. But at that particular time, I was I had an ego because I just, you know, like I said, I, I looked great. I, you know, but I didn't feel great, and I knew something was wrong. Um, and I really had a lot of things that I wanted to accomplish in life that didn't get accomplished, and I was bitter. And um, this guy just kind of took me under his wing and said, hey, come to the office. I did. He took an x-ray of my spine. My spine was destroyed. And that was the first time in my life that someone educated me about, like, real true health and healing, uh, that healing doesn't come from the outside in, from a pill shot or potion or lotion. It it really comes from within. You know, he, he basically said, like, you know, the role of a chiropractor or the role of any doctor who really tries to, you know, work with the human, I mean... Is it Thomas Edison who says, The doctor of the future will give no medication, but yet will look to the human frame and nutrition for the cause. And, and for the first time, I was like, wow, that makes so much sense. And um, six months into chiropractic care, I was off on my medications. I felt great. I started doing things that doctors told me I'd never do again. And I finally said, hey, this is what I want to do with my life. So I you know, bought a car that I couldn't afford. And uh, <laughs> I, I drove down to Atlanta, Georgia uh, to Life Chiropractic and uh, met my wife, uh, my wife, Samantha, who's now, um, you know, one of the uh, doctors in our clinic, obviously she, um, had scoliosis, she had all kinds of autoimmune conditions. She had gut issues, skin issues, and kind of the typical kind of like, I'm um, a 20 a year old female who pretty much lived a collegiate, a college life of lots of beer and pizza and, uh, you know, acne and all kinds of just, uh, hormonal issues that you really didn't know you had went to chiropractic school and she really was the one who changed my life dietary wise, you know? Because when I went to chiropractic school, I was healthy and I was still like I was about 195 pounds of just pure muscle, and and so it was like I was like a bodybuilder type of thing. And she looked at me and she's like, "Man, you're really toxic." And I was like, "Dang it!" Like, yeah. But why? So she just kind of leveled me and started talking to me about you know f- you know food and its healing properties. And so she kind of changed my life in that way. And um and so then we we graduated, we got married in 2011, opened up our clinic in 2012, just said, hey. Uh, we're not going to pay any more money to anybody else. We're going to we're gonna start doing this. And so then we've grown to be one of the larger natural health care clinics in the country and thousands of patients over the last eight years from cancer to heart disease to diabetes to, you know, uh, no, no longer happen to have surgery, things like that, um, spe- specializing in pediatrics and pregnancy. So that's kind of my story. Very
0: nice. Yeah, that's fantastic. I want to push a little deeper mm-hmm. um, because I see you as a person who really, you just, Literally embody health and personal accountability, and you have this seemingly unbreakable mindset. Mm. So, I'm just curious how you became such a beacon of health and hope and strength, and how you show up every single day to serve your mission. So, like, were there any defining moments? Or, I guess, I'm asking, what are the things that you do, or what habits did you create to kind of become who you are today?
1: Yeah, it's a great question. I'm, I'm one of those individuals that, that truly believes that struggle uh, produces endurance. Um, you know, Romans Romans 5 talks about that. But, you know, people ask me all the time, like, why are you so diligent? Like, why are you so uh, persistent in what you do? Like, where's your drive come from? And I, I really, truly believe that drive and, um, like, my persistence and just my love for helping people came from the fact that I was just, I came from nothing Um, I grew up in a trailer, my family was on welfare, I got beaten as a child, Um, and I kind of just was like, there was no other option for me than to want to be something better, I was the first person in my entire family to ever go to college, (laughs) so, I mean, I was the first person in my family ever to go to college, and let alone be a doctor, you know, so I always just had this kind of like, really big drive. You know, um, my dad used to say like, I don't know where, where he, I mean, my dad was a major league baseball player. So obviously but he was just raw talent, you know, but, um, in the middle of the summer at like 90 degrees, um, when everybody else was out kind of partying, like, I was running our Hill, uh, in the backyard with like a weighted vest on and puking and, you know, eating, eating stuff like tuna fish and stuff when everybody else was eating pancakes at, you know, I used to have bodybuilding magazines in my room and when everybody else was kind of looking at, you know, whatever that people look at, playing video games stuff like that. And I, I, so I think I really think it's just been struggle. Like nothing in my life has ever been easy. Um, and I, I look at it like uh, the gym. You know, you go to the gym, everybody wants six-pack abs, everybody wants to look great, but yet nobody wants to put in the work. And, um, I, you know, the, the, you have to have a plan and you have to work your plan. And so my, my whole life has just been about just – just grinding and struggling and endurance and that's just kind of created who I am. So, hope that answers your question. Uh, there's nothing really easy, I can tell you. I mean, I, I'm I'm so persistent and who I am. I tell my I tell my kids all the time. This is kind of like a, a message that I preach to my boys. I've got three boys under the age of four. Um, we we do the hard things, and and they don't. Really, you know, my four year old's like, Daddy, why do we want to do hard things? I was like, because if we do the hard things, then some of the things that you're gonna come up on in life later on when daddy's not there are going to be really easy and you're going to find that the rest of the individuals around you are going to crumble especially in a situation like COVID-19 it's like I love this stuff like not that I fact that I love seeing people suffer but I love the fact that it's a hard it's a challenge you know I I do best when I'm challenged and I'm pushed and I'm put in a situation Um, I was reading a book one time it said that uh, people are like tea bags you put them in hot water you never know what flavor you're going to get Right. So it's 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 kind of like, you know, people can talk a big game and kind of check, you know, puff their chest out and whatever. But then whenever you put in hot water, it's like you never know what flavor you're going to get. For me, it's like I just love those situations. So the fact that we're in a covid-19 kind of pandemic crisis like, and my office is busier than what it was before is just because they, they should be here. You know what I mean? And, and I just I'm just relentless in everything that I do. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, that's good stuff. That was good advice, too.
1: So a lot of my listeners are young adults or
0: college students who are trying to kind of level up their lives and get their health in order, but they just don't know where to start, especially since we're being bombarded with information everywhere and it's all conflicting and it's just really hard to make sense of. Mm -hmm. So what tips or action steps would you tell someone to kind of get the momentum going with their health?
1: You know, uh, we're in an interesting time. So I, I think right now my my advice to somebody who's out there when, who's searching for health is that I would really begin to look at who it is that you're surrounded by. Um, I, I love everybody, but I don't let everybody in my life, you know? So I, I love everybody because I, I have to, I mean, that's what the Lord says that needs to happen. But at the same time, I don't need to like everybody nor do I need to respect everybody. So there's a lot of various different opinions out there. And so, One of the best things that you can do is, um, you know, find about five people uh, that you can really begin to just sharpen each other. You know, um, you know, individuals like yourself, obviously, it's like I can I can have conversation with you that I know that I'm going to grow from and we're both going to benefit from versus, you know, I don't need to sit around and have conversation about, you know, uh, you know, this this next vaccine that's going to come out from the coronavirus or. You know, I, don't, I don't need to talk about all the negativity and all the bad things that are happening. I want to talk about how, how do we come out of this on top. So you know, begin to surround yourself with those, those individuals that are going to sharpen you. And, and a lot of times that's individuals that are going to tell you things that you don't want to hear. And this is crucial. This is key. Um, I used to surround myself with individuals who used to make me feel really good about myself. And then I found myself like, wow, I'm not really growing here. I'm only around people who are going to allow me to do things that I like to do. No offense, but everybody in college, you know, most people like to go out and party. They like to go out and drink. They love to go out and, you know, just kind of be the the herd. It's like everybody's going to Chick-fil-A and everybody's doing this and everybody's eating that. It's like, it's a cool thing to do. But in reality, maybe you need that person to step in and say, this is not healthy. Um, And the reason why I'm telling you that is because I love you and I care about you. And like, I I think we've really truly uh, miss, um, I guess, misplaced like what the true term of love means love isn't making somebody feel warm and fuzzy inside it's leading people mm-hmm. that's true love like that that's somebody who really truly understands like if you're doing something that I, and, and you're being an idiot i'll tell you <laughs> and, I, and i'm doing it because i care you know and and just just like your mother would tell you hey you know remember you, you said back in the day it's like mom was always telling me all these things and i hated it but yet nope. now it's like i'll thank you for that so you know make sure you you got a, a good sphere of influence and i would really say watch your social media watch the amount of television and, and the things that you're allowing into your brain. Dr. Caroline Leaf, she's a real big, uh, you know, neurophysiology kind of guru. And she says that it's not about your, it's about the input, right? So your brain isn't hardwired. So you, your brain can change, your thoughts can change, but your thoughts are created by the input at which your brain receives. So think about what you're inputting into your brain, uh, the friends that you have, um, you know, you you know, what are you listening to on the radio? What do you, what kind of TV are you watching? Uh, if you're, if you're sitting around watching tiger King or, um, uh, you know, real housewives, you're probably going to have a pretty toxic outlook. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you're most likely going to not do well after this whole fake Demic thing goes away because you're going to just be kind of blinded, you know? So make sure that you're watching your social media, make sure you take care of your health. I, Jim Rohn says, you don't want to be the richest man in the graveyard. You know, so, so through this situation, like you've got to focus on your physical health because your physical health affects your mental, your emotional, your social, your spiritual. And that's the biggest missing link is that if you lose your health, you lose everything. So, mm-hmm. you know, make sure that you're watching who it is that you're allowing to input into your life. Uh, watch the social media, the TV, uh, what you're what, re- listening to, um, because that you, you will literally become like what your surroundings are. And then also just uh, your health. I mean, you got to start doing some things proactively to to take care of the temple that God has given you because if you lose your health, you lose everything. You know, I've got people that are, have millions in the bank, but yet now they're like, wow, I wish I had done something 20 years ago. And as a college student, you know, 18, 20, 22 years old, it's like you could still be uh, six-pack abs and eat McDonald's and be fine. But at 52 and the crap hits the fan, it's like the, the, the habits that you're creating right now are the same habits you're going to have at 50. And the same habits that you have now are the same habits that your kids are going to have because you didn't change. So that's habits mm-hmm. are everything.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think that's a good point you made about college students. We're not really thinking about this stuff right now. And then yeah.
1: everybody's, everybody's pretty lean and, you know, somewhat healthy and, and, and not have the symptoms, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, you can be really unhealthy in, in college, not even though you have it. Cause right. you're just kind of just focused on, okay, I want to get through and whatever. Um, and you're limited. Right. I mean, you, you're not you're not made of money and mm-hmm. and, and you go to the, the school clinic and it's just it's kind of a it's a really pretty toxic system yeah. all around. But
0: mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, I've been in it for two years so far and it's still really hard for me finding the right food. Yeah. Even finding the right people, like you said, yeah. surrounding myself with those other individuals who are going to support me. Yeah. Um, but also challenge me. It's, it's tough to find that in college. So. For those who already have the ball rolling with their health, mm-hmm. sometimes um, <clears throat> over time life starts seeping in and getting in the way and the easy choice um, kind of, uh, you know, making that choice. It, its You make the easy choice instead of the hard choice. You don't eat clean, you don't exercise, you don't get out in the sun, stuff like that. And I think with the younger and younger generations, we have a really hard time sticking with things and staying consistent because our culture practically conditions us to expect immediate rewards and immediate satisfaction and results you know you click a button and you get 100 likes on instagram you can click a button and get fast food delivered to your door in 10 minutes uh-huh. um, and just on and on and on and i think young kids are just handed so much convenience um, that it's hard for us to make the tough decisions even if we want to because there's always an easier decision just right right next to us so to get back to my question, could you share how you stay disciplined with your health and what others need to do to do the same?
1: Yeah, um, failing to plan is planning to fail. Uh, if you don't have a plan of action, then the world, and the busyness, and all of this stuff will kind of chew you up and spit you out. So, I'm really, really big on you know when your morning, when your day, you know. So. You know, a couple of things. One, it, I'm a really big proponent upon um, look at the end game in mind, right? So that that's not a a very, um, I guess, sexy way to look at the world because it's like, okay, so I just want to win the day, Doctor B. Like, I just want to win this week, okay? I'm going through a crisis right now. Uh, I'm not very healthy. Like, don't 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 talk about the end game in mind, but really take a step back for a second and think about what do you want the next 20, 30, 40, 50 years of your life to look like? Like, what do you want your life to look like financially? You know, how, how does your health play into you being able to get that done? Like, what do you want your your marriage or your kids to look like? Like, what do you want that? What What is your wealth going to look like for your kids' kids? And so the end game in mind, I think, puts a little bit of scarcity. And I think sometimes scarcity can be good uh, because it gets you to move. And so with the end game in mind, think about – Take a look at where you're at right now uh, with your health, the feelings, the thoughts that you're thinking, um, the decisions that you're making. And if I continue to make those decisions, where is that going to land me at in 30 to 40 years? And to be honest with you, most people will listen to that and say, ah, I'll be fine. But the reality is, is that you're not going to be fine. You're living in a false sense of reality. So the best thing I can tell you is to have somewhat of a routine and a morning routine and try and stick to it. I don't know anybody who's successful, uh, whether it be in health, financially, financially, Tony Robbins, you know, some of these individuals, they're very big on their morning routines and their routines throughout the day. Uh, if you wake up whenever you want, hit the snooze button, all, the, you know, the hell with breakfast and whatever. I'm going to swing by McDonald's and get a, you know, crappuccino and then whatever. It's like, you know, the heck with life. Um, if you don't have a routine, you don't have something set up like my entire day is, 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 is marked. I get more done before noon than most people to get done in two days because of just some certain routine. And some people would say, well, that's not fun. Uh, Fun is uh, success and fun is having more time to play with your kids and being healthy and, you know, being able to go and run and flip and jump and and do backflips at the park while my kids think I'm Spider-Man and, you know, all those fun things. So have a morning routine, wake up at the same time. COVID is a perfect example. I've been telling people, Hey, you know, just because you're not at work while you're working from home right now doesn't mean that you can sleep until 10 and and do work in pajamas uh, with toothpaste stains on them from two days ago, right? You've got to stay on your routine because if you break a routine, your brain kind of gets lazy. You get lazy. You start eating whatever food you want. So wake up at the same exact time. One thing that I learned um, that was very, very powerful is make your bed every morning because regardless if um, the day sucked, at least you're coming home to a cleanly made bed. <laughs> and there's something really emotionally um, uh, stable uh, about that, that like you, you, you think about this for a second, you, you wake up and you don't make your bed and and life is end of the day is horrible. You got nothing accomplished, but then you come home to a really crappy looking bed. So, you know, just make your bed every morning. Right. And, and uh, you know, try to be on some of a routine I love to write down three things that I'm thankful for in the morning, so that way I kind of get my mind into a state of gratitude. And then a few things that I want to get accomplished. And then at night before I go to bed, I really kind of try to shut it down, try to shut all the you know, Facebook and social media and everybody else's highlight reel. And I try to think about what, what are the things that I got accomplished and what are the things that I'm proud of. That's some things that we do with our kids is we ask them, so what's one thing you did good for somebody else today and what's one thing you're thankful for? um you know and we try to do that as a family so routine is everything and i think routine started now uh helps you um later on in life whenever uh, you know jobs and wake up times and whatever so
0: mm-hmm. yeah and i think another really big part um is also having your own why mm. um or an intention i have this intention posted around my house that says i'm living in abundance because i um Refuse to have any regrets on my deathbed mm-hmm. and a big chunk of that abundance piece is health Because I know that I can't show up fully and serve my mission if I'm not nourishing and taking care of my body So I think um, it's incredibly important for people to find their why or just some intention to live with To help you stick with everything even when you don't really feel like it
1: Yeah, I I, I listened to a podcast. His name's Ed Milet and uh, he's a kind of a, he's a Christian billionaire, but anyway, he says hell is um, uh, not being able not not achieving what God has called you to do.
0: Yeah <laughs> so, doesn't he say um, <laughs> hell would be for him seeing it best version of himself and it's not who he is yes now? Yep.
1: yeah so that that's hell you know in real life it's like hey, I've got I, I should have and I knew I should have done all these things, but I just failed to act on it. And then I, I, I you know, I meet, I meet the Lord and he's just like, hey, why didn't you do that? It's mm-hmm. like, oh, gosh. <laughs> so. Oh. Okay. So on to chiropractic stuff. Yep. So now a lot of
0: people have this idea that chiropractic is just about eliminating back or neck pain, usually just after some type of trauma. Uh-huh. Even when I talked to our friend Juju a few years back um, about coming here, I was like, chiropractic, I have zero need for that right now i'm just fine mm-hmm. um but little did i know that spine health is really everything when it comes to health and proper functioning of the body so can you just talk about the importance of chiropractic and especially in times like this with covid why it is more important to start getting adjusted
1: yeah well let me just kind of give you a little brief history of chiropractic because uh, chiropractic has been kind of bastardized for my own profession really um um so chiropractic was invented in 1895 uh, by a, a a guy by the name of D.D. Palmer uh, in Davenport, Iowa, and he was a magnetic healer. But he had a guy in his uh, you know, janitor working in the Ryan Building uh, in Davenport who was deaf. And so, as D.D. Palmer was a, was a brilliant man, kind of way beyond his years, and uh, he was kind of doing some kind of experimentation on this guy, and uh, he adjusts one of the bones in his spine and his hearing is restored. And so when that happened, he began to just be on this endless pursuit of, well, you know, God put a brain and a spinal cord inside his spine and these nerves become subluxed or out of position, which not only creates pain and discomfort, which is what you think of chiropractic, but it also affects the overall expression of how those nerves and how that brain expresses health to your thyroid, your heart, your lungs, your digestive system. And so, what was really interesting back in 1918, the Spanish flu pandemic pretty much wiped out the world. What was interesting about that time is that chiropractic was a baby, and people went to chiropractors because they had tuberculosis, uh, polio, iron lung, and they had the flu. They didn't go to chiropractors because they had neck pain or back pain. They went to chiropractors because chiropractors were kind of a uh, the like a, a primary healthcare provider. Like they were like, I don't want to take medication. It just doesn't make any sense to me. Um, because back then that's when antibiotics were starting to be uh, formed. And so when you look at the science, um, uh, the chiropractic people that were getting adjusted back in the 1918 flu pandemic had one-fourth the death rate of individuals who were taking on traditional medicine. Literally hundreds of thousands of lives were saved in those who were getting adjusted. And what we find is that individuals that are adjusted, uh, their expression of life is better, like their brain is sending signals to their heart, their lungs, their digestive system, and, you know, the chiropractic profession, although was never founded on, on nutrition or exercise, you know, um, that's why it always kind of drives me nuts. Like, you know, uh, you know, an, a really overweight fat, like not healthy doctor trying to give me health advice. Like chiropractors innately, um, are just healthier individuals because we don't believe that there's an outside in approach to health. Like, it's like, I'm not going to. You know, my, my kids have never seen a doctor not because i don't like our medical doctors not because i don't like medical doctors but they never needed one right so you know just the nutrition and the exercise and the detoxification and the healthy supplementation combined with a healthy nervous system you know the brain spinal cord the best example i can give you of just the importance of neurology is you know superman right you know he he falls off the horse he breaks his neck for those of you who are listening who are in college you probably don't know who that is but superman was you know back in i don't know how long ago it was he's riding on a horse, breaks his neck. He's a quadriplegic. He breaks all, he, he damages his brain stem. And so he, they, he aged 30 years in six years. So that's whenever the kind of the field of accelerated aging came in. And really the only thing they could understand and, and, and why it is that a body would become diseased so quickly in six years and his heart would shut off, his lungs would shut off, he would stop digesting his food. It wasn't because he had any heart conditions, lung conditions or digestive system conditions before then. He had a completely perfect bill of health the brain and the, and the spinal cord and that overall healing potential being sent to the rest of his body was decreased because of massive trauma. But, you know, not all of us fall off a horse, but we all are on our cell phones, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 hours a day, more so ever than now. Um, we're all eating in our homes, watching TV, eating toxic food, worrying, stressing. We're in a sympathetic fight or flight response. So the best thing that you could ever do in a situation like this is to take care of the host, Okay, The host is you and your nervous system because your nervous system controls everything, your gut, making sure that you're eating good, healthy food, getting, getting plenty of sleep, drinking plenty of water, getting exercise and getting your spine, your nervous system adjusted. I, like I said, for you, it was like, you know, I'm pretty healthy. I'm on this health journey myself. And then it's like you start getting adjusted. It's like, wow, I'm, I'm realizing that my body uh, is, is healthier now than what it was before. But you really don't know where you're at until you know where you could be. Most people are kind of in this whole, like, I've been this way for so long, I don't really know what normal's like. And, and I'll tell you, 90% of the world does not know what normal feels like because we've been abnormal for so long. And just because somebody has headaches and, or just because everybody has headaches and thyroid problems and infertility and back pain doesn't mean it's normal. It just means it's common. And the chiropractic profession and why I love it so much is because we don't, we don't treat anything. Someone comes into my office with cancer or diabetes or thyroid problems and they're like, Hey, can you treat that? Like, no, I'm just going to give the body everything that it needs to be able to heal and to function. And we just so happen to find the fact that individuals that come here, they're not getting sick as much. They, If they do get sick, they recover faster. They don't need medications. In a situation like now with COVID-19, I don't know about you, but sitting at home, eating ice cream, binging on Netflix is probably not the best idea for your nervous system and living in fear, Right. And to only go to the hospital, and maybe have this magical vaccine that you know. I was asking someone the other the other day. It's like, we, we, you know, the flu vaccine didn't eradicate the flu. What, why do we think that the the coronavirus vaccine is going to eradicate that? It, it, it's it, it's an outside in approach. It never works. It, it, it's you, we've gotta we've gotta have and look at the body as uh, how do we figure out a way to remove the as much interference as possible so the body can begin to heal and adapt. And uh, in certain situations, if you're having a heart attack or you get in a car accident and you're you know shooting blood at your carotid, you don't come see me. You go to emergency medicine. But uh, chiropractic is that, that internal kind of like healing um, uh, system. And then when you combine that with the five essentials of what I do with mindset and nutrition and exercise and detoxification and proper supplementation, we're, we're just like, we're just another level of chiropractic. Like, you know, um, we're we're just a whole different level. We're the we're the lifetime fitness. We're not we're not planet fitness. If that makes sense, you know, mm-hmm. it's not. And then there's nothing wrong with that. I'm just saying that, you know, you go to a chiropractor and you lay down the table, you get adjusted, and then you you know, I've got chiropractic friends where their patients bring Chick Fil A in the office. If I see you bring Chick Fil A in my office, I will throw it in the garbage and I'll give you ten bucks to go buy something else. Not because I think that you're a bad person or you know nothing against that, but that that damages what I'm trying to do, mm-hmm. right? And so. We've got to look at the whole being. So, Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, those five uh, essentials that you mentioned, those are huge. And those are the things that really start to move the needle when you work on them. So I kind of want to talk a little bit about the mindset essential. Yeah, um, because that kind of seems like it's the thing that's hurting us the most right now. Um, All this fear surrounding COVID-19 and the negative news Mm -hmm. where we're even starting to find out the numbers are being like inflated, which kind of begs the question, what's really going on here? But that's for another time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I actually saw this video going around on social media that the other day, Um, it was at a White House press conference and they accidentally like left the mics on before (laughs) starting. And they're literally saying, go ahead and take your masks off. The case mortality rate is like 0.1 percent or 0.001 percent. And it's just nothing to worry about. But then on the actual news, we see the complete opposite. So I have two questions. So, first, putting COVID aside, how would you recommend people kind of develop, maintain, and strengthen their
1: mindset? You know, the mind is, um, as a muscle. You, you know, that your brain is a muscle, just like your bicep or your quad. The more you work it, the more you stretch it, the more you strand it, the more it grows. So, you know, the more negativity, the more, um, just fear that you put into your brain, that's the input, that's the whole input kind of, you know, uh, Caroline Leaf, I kind of, there, there's a book, it's called um, uh, Switch on Your Brain uh, by Dr. Caroline Leaf, and I, I highly recommend that, it's an easy read, um, but it's very simple, and she talks about like world-class neurology, but at, at, at kind of like an eighth grade level, which I think is important, because if you don't understand what you're doing, or why your brain is doing what it's doing, it's, it's it, you can't change it, right, And so that's where the why comes in. So, you know, some things that you need to understand when it comes to the brain is that you've got to protect and capture those thoughts that are coming in. And one way that you can do that is obviously through journaling and things like that. But um, it's about the input. Um, About 20 years ago, we thought the brain was hardwired, meaning that the brain, the mindset that you have, or, you know, the parents or the perspective that your parents gave you on certain aspects is hardwired, like you're never going to change that. They they were studying um, individuals with Down syndrome. You know, when you think of a a child that's born with Down syndrome, you're thinking, well, they're never going to talk, they're never going to walk, they're never going to be a normal kid. But whenever you take these these kids and you work with them and you train their brain and you push them and you're constantly bombarding their brain with good, positive, uh, proactive things, um, we're actually finding that these kids are turning into normal children. Um, I find uh, kids in my office with autism. I've got kids in my office with autism. They're like, well, they're never going to read again. I love that because because that's a challenge for me to say. Well, I can as long if you believe that, then you're screwed, Mm -hmm. right? If you believe that, you're screwed. If you if you if you turn on the news and you hear Doctor Fossey say you're never going to shake hands with another individual again, and you believe that bull, uh, you're screwed. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know you've got to understand that um, there's a bigger you know uh, negativity and evil in the world, which we won't go into. But you've got to capture those thoughts and you've got to change the story within your brain. Hey, I'm never, you're never going to do this, Dr. B. You're never going to be able to lift anything over your head again. Well, watch me. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you work hard enough and you uh, are proactive enough, your brain actually changes. what we call neuroplasticity, right? The brain will actually change. The brain is a muscle. They did some research on individuals where, you know, we, we've, we've learned how to ride a bike by, if you want to turn the bike, right, you turn the wheel, right? Well, imagine riding a bike, but in order to turn the wheel, right, you have to turn the wheel left. How many times would you fall? How many times would you, like, cut yourself? I mean, it's a nightmare. I actually saw the video of the dude doing it. Mm -hmm. After about 16 to 18 hours of constantly falling and constantly struggling, he learned how to ride a bike by turning the wheel left to go right. Now, that's life, okay? You know, Mike Tyson says, you know, you you really, you can tell life is great until you get punched in the face, right? And so I I just feel like a lot of people just don't like to be punched in the face. Like, they just, we're very you know, physically we, we can look okay, but we can't mentally beat ourselves out of a wet paper bag, mm-hmm. you know? So, you know, that mindset piece is that you've got to understand that struggle is good and, and, and that produces endurance and you've got to filter what you're putting into your brain. And you've got to, that's where that, that, that those five people, right. I can bounce. Hey, what do you think about this, Jacob? Like, what do you think about this stuff? Well, I mean, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, I, I get what's going on, but man, like, this doesn't make any sense. Like, this is where I think it's coming from or, because you can find whatever answer you want, really, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, really, yeah, all, all, I mean, you can find whatever answer you want. That's why I hate Dr. Google, right? Mm-hmm. I've got patients that come in and they're like, yeah, I was on Google. It's like, well, you're going to find exactly what you want, right? If you if you want your thyroid to be genetic and you want your thyroid and your cancer to be something that can never be cured, you'll find whatever it is that you want on the internet and you can find a doctor that will tell you exactly what you want, mm-hmm. It's the individuals who are like, yeah, I'm going to choose to believe that my body was meant, born to heal and to recover. And that, and, 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 only that, uh, is the time at which true change begins to happen.
0: Yeah. Mind over medicine, Ooh, right?
1: Mind over medicine. But yeah, that's, that you see, that's the thing. That's a, that's one of those things where it's like, well, that's a granola cruncher thing. Mm-hmm. No, it's true. It's, it's hardcore neurological science, but yet too many people don't want to put forth the time and the effort to actually make that a real thing. Mm-hmm. If you believe, I mean, it's, it's the placebo effect. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, there was an article uh, that I had read about knee surgeries. They took about 20 individuals and they told them they were going to have knee surgery. They, they took them through the exact same process of having knee surgery. They shaved their leg, they, 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 they did everything. Half of the individuals they actually did knee surgery on, the other half they went in, they cut them open, and they just blew air into their knee. Guess which one recovered better from knee surgery? Mm hmm the one where they just blew air into their knee. Why? Because they didn't actually do anything mechanical to the knee, but they believed they did something to the knee. Yep. Right? If you believe your marriage is going to suck, it's going to suck. If you believe that you're going to do horrible on a test, and you believe that the doctor who told you you're dyslexic, that you're going to be dyslexic your whole life, and you're going to have to do all these negative things and it's a neck I mean, you're going to have a miserable life. You've got to you've got to change those things. Yep. Yeah, I just
0: uh, saw a similar study the other day. Um it was about medications. Um, so people who like take medications at first, the medications are like forty percent stronger. Yeah, as medications are like during the first few months, but then once you start to have that novelty wear off and the belief
1: that oh, this new medication is going to help me, mm-hmm. it, it just does less and less. You'd be really you'd be shocked to see how bad depression and anxiety medications actually affect. The brain, mm-hmm. like it, 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 like the research is pretty clear that you, you, the sugar pill works the same. But because I go in and I have depression or anxiety, and I have a seven-minute office visit, and the doctor says you have depression, one of the worst things you could ever do is be diagnosed with a disease process because in your head you're like, well, I'm going to have that. Whenever uh diet or whenever uh, obesity was was classified as a disease, I'm like, well, there we go. Everybody's going to be like, well, I'm i'm overweight i'm overweight and i'm obese it's, it's a disease right no it, it's a it's a lifestyle right and so you know if you lifestyle your way into something guess what you can lifestyle your way out of something mm-hmm. right
0: yep yeah and it's really unfortunate that when you start taking those medications it destroys your gut and creates a whole host of other
1: problems that's that remember that's the end game in mind but we're not thinking about the end game mm-hmm. Right. What's the end game here? I'm on I'm on these SSRI, serotonin reuptake inhibitors, all these different types of things. And I might want this the, the, the temporary relief. But what does that look like in 20 years when my brain becomes addicted and has a hard time producing serotonin on its own? Mm-hmm. That is a negative thing. Yeah. Yeah. So to shift back to uh, the covid
0: situation, do you have any tips or tricks to stay calm and centered and kind of filter out all this garbage that we're hearing?
1: Uh, journal, uh, try to stay, you know, limit your time on social media. You know, I, I have to be on social media. You do. I mean, just 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 because we're trying to be a voice, of positivity. Um, and, and I'll tell you, I, I, I have fallen trapped to this. I was telling my wife the other day, it's like really, really easy to get caught on social media because you're trying to keep up with everything. And, you know, I've got colleagues of mine that are posting stuff, but it's really easy to get on a rabbit hole. So I would just say on your phone, set some timers uh, to just kind of because you can be on Facebook for 20 minutes. And then three hours later, it's like, wow, I was on Facebook for three hours today. So, you know, set some timers, set some alerts, um, you know, make sure that you're getting exercise and get, make sure you're getting movement. Uh, I was telling, uh, my friend today as we were working out, I haven't taken any days off, uh, this month. Uh, and the reason why I won't take any days off from the gym is not because I think that I don't want to recover, but because, um, I need to drive as much dopamine and serotonin into my brain as possible. And so even if it's like, I'm not really going to work out super hard today, but I'm just going to go for a walk or a jog or a run or something physically active, like you've got to get off your butt and you've got to get some motion and movement in, um, 90% of the brain's nutrition comes from motion of the spine. So your brain is just like a muscle. You've got to work it. And so you've got to drive proprioception into your brain through movement uh, drink plenty of water, make sure you're getting your vitamin C, uh, your vitamin D three, your omega probiotics, like just really just say really those simple things. And like I said, um, you know, taking care of you as a host, uh, through this COVID 19 stuff, like there's not really a whole lot you can control here. You know what I mean? We have, we cannot control anything. If you're locked in your home, you know, I, I always say it's BCD. Don't BCD. Don't blame, complain, or defend your ego because that's not going to change anything. Like your response to this is huge. If your response to this is, I'm going to sit in my house, I'm going to point the finger, I'm going to blame, complain, and defend my ego, then you're going to be the same person that once this is all gone, you're going to still complain about money, you're still going to complain about your health, and it's just like this biz, big, you know, you know, complain fest, and so try to understand that, yes, we're all struggling, we've all got our own problems, but control what you can control, and your health right now is so vital, um, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's a really good lead into my next question. So a lot of people feel like a victim, like life is happening to them and not for them. And we make all these excuses for our health and happiness saying, I can't be happy now. I got to work or I don't really care. I'll worry about it later. It's just not that important now. And then after saying those things, we take the victim mindset and use it as an excuse. So what would you tell a person who's thinking that they can just push all this off for later?
1: They're not thinking about, um, well, here, here's a, a simple equation. Okay. So I spent about my wife and I spent about $10,000 for this one simple equation. So you're welcome. Okay. <laughs> uh, E plus R equals O. Uh, his name's Tim kite. He is the, uh, he runs the focus three podcast with urban Meyer, mm-hmm. right? So he's urban Meyer's mentor. Okay. Um, I've never met this man, but, uh, the guy who put on the seminar, um, the respon the R factor. Okay. He's a Navy seal. Um, so I'm the victim mindset, right? So through this seminar, a Navy SEAL is giving me uh, this this presentation, okay? E plus R equals O. The events in your life plus your response equals your outcome, okay? So here, here's the reality is that a lot of the the things in your life, the events in your life, you can't change. Uh, you can't change who your parents were or are. Uh, you can't change the fact that you've got student loan debt, <laughs> unless you just chose not to go to school and do it the other way, which is completely fine. Um, uh, you can't change the fact that, you know, your professor or whatever right now, everything is online and they're choosing not to be fair. And because this is an event you have, you have no choice. You have no, you can't change it. Right. I mean, you can complain about it and you can blame and you can, whatever it's your response to that, that will change your outcome and everybody's outcome Oh, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be healthy. I want to have money. I want to do this. But yet, it's always the response. Like uh, Inky Johnson, he's um, you know a motivational speaker. He you know had a, a life career-ending uh, shoulder injury that prevented him from going to the NFL, and he says that stop focusing on the outcome and focus on the process. The process is what really builds people, right? So. You know the victim mentality, this that. They're, you're always focused on the outcome. Oh, I never get this, or I never get that, or I always get a bad grade. But like, think about the process of that, and how much stronger you are the fact that you went through this. But think about how much stronger we will be as a country for going through this. Hmm. You know, look at the positive outcome of this. Like, what are we going to learn as a country through this? Like, what are you going to learn from yourself through this process? Hmm. Are you going to be the person who's hasn't showered in six days, uh, or are you going to be the person who's like, I'm going to treat today just like I treat every other day? I'm gonna I'm gonna work on my family. I'm gonna work on my fitness. I'm gonna work on my faith. I'm gonna do all these things because my response is, is, is positive, right? And he he was talking the Navy SEAL who did the the the, the workshop. He's like anybody can make it through SEAL training, and I, I thought this was huge, because because people are listening right now and they're thinking, Doctor B, you're nuts. Like I can't make it through SEAL training. Uh, SEAL training is nothing but mental. They'll submerge you in water. You know they'll 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 tighten your tanks and. Put knots and your breathing stuff and it's all about your response to those situations it's you're being attacked right you can't control the events you're going to be wet you're going to be sandy and you're going to be cold and you're going to be hungry um, but he says if you're if you're strong enough and you're mentally tough enough and you respond in a certain way anybody can make it through SEAL training hmm. anybody can make it through SEAL training so um, you know it's all about your response so as we
0: wrap up here, is there anything that you want to point the listeners to, or where can we find more about you and connect
1: with you? So we've got a, we've got a good website. So uh, revivecairo dot com. Uh, I've also got a podcast on there, revive your health uh, podcast. I'm on SoundCloud and iTunes, and then also uh, uh, AM eight eighty. So it's a you know Christian talk radio. I'm on the radio Monday through Friday, three to three thirty p.m. Uh, talking about various health topics. Um, it's a, it's a talk radio show. So. Monday through Friday there. Also, uh, Revive Chiral Life on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, we've got some cool content that comes out there. Uh, you know, in Revive Chiropractic, that's our clinic. That's what we, um, you know, that's kind of my main, um, you know, ministry per se. I mean, we, we we obviously adjust people. We take care of people. We do all kinds of workshops. I've got all kinds of webinars and stuff coming up. Obviously, I can't do any kind of in-house workshops with more than 10 people now. So we're doing all kinds of cool webinars. So if you like us on Facebook, revive Cairo life, and uh, we've got all kinds of upcoming webinars and dates coming up that you can get plugged in. Mm -hmm. Fantastic. So
0: for my last question, you gave a ton of valuable information already today, but if you could just give one piece of actionable advice for the listeners, what's the one thing that you want to leave
1: everyone with? Uh, don't Don't be afraid to go against the grain. Uh, and don't be afraid to swing up or swim upstream. Uh, a friend of mine uh, used to work at uh, the zoo. And um, he would say it was really amazing to him because there was like six lines to get into the zoo. And um, when and he was the person who was kind of like the field operator. And so there, there would be three uh, booths that would have like hundreds of people in it. But then the other two or three booths had nobody in it. And he would go up to him and he would say, you know what, there's there's room over here. But because everybody was in the same line and because they didn't want to be like the lion that got out of the sheep line, they just wanted to do what everybody else was doing. And so I guess I would say don't be afraid to be different. Like don't be afraid to uh, not conform uh, to what the world is doing because I'll be honest with you, if that's you, you're probably moving in the right direction. If you're swimming upstream and you're questioning um, like just the, the, the typical medical system. Is this medication right? Is what's happening in our world okay? You're, you're on the right path. Uh, you're questioning. You're not just a sheep that just kind of does whatever everybody else is doing. It's a very dangerous place to be. Well, this person's doing this, so I'll do this. This person told me to do this. I'm not going to think for myself, so I'm going to do this. You've got to learn to start thinking for yourself, and it's okay to blaze your own path right? I mean, it's okay to be a trailblazer. Someone once told me one time, don't be a trailblazer. Just reinvent. Don't reinvent the wheel. Just do what everybody else is doing. And I was like, well, success leaves clues, right? So follow people who are successful and, you know, mimic them in some way, shape or form, but don't be afraid to think for yourself and don't be afraid to, you know, hop in the other line. Cause one, it's probably going to be quicker. And two, um, people are going to say, wow, like that made so much sense. And then the people that are sheep are going to be like, but everybody else is doing this, so I'll stay over here. So don't be afraid to think for yourself.
0: Yeah, I love that. Be a trailblazer and uh, think
1: critically, right? Think think critically and the question is everything. Mm-hmm. If you're the person in the sitting in class and you're like, Man, I wish I would have asked that question, or the man, that guy in the front he's really annoying. He always asks all these questions. The guy in the front who's usually asking all the questions will be the billionaire that, that will be paying you one day. <laughs> yep, <yeah.
0: laughs> So that's going to wrap up the show. Uh, Thank you so much for coming on, Dr. Brandon.
1: It was seriously an absolute blessing. Hey, thanks for having me. And uh, those of you who uh, listen to Jacob on a regular basis, I I just want to let you know from being a health expert, uh, this guy is a real deal. And um, whatever it is that he does, I support. So I appreciate you. Thank you so much. This has been your host, Jacob Keneally.